Welcome back to the podcast, and today I'm with Medium Sean. What is good? Going right into it, you just released an EP, I'd say probably a little under a month ago, a little more than a mistake. Yep, probably like three weeks ago. You have a song that's blowing up right now, actually. Yep. Like, I looked at it, I'm like, jeez. Let's start with I'm Sorry. Is that almost 22K? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it felt, it felt good. It's one of those ones where, like, I made it, and I'm like, this one's one of my best ones, so I kind of knew that it was, like, special. And I not that I expected it to do that well, but I kind of felt like it might. Yeah, it's always great to have that one song that you really, really feel great about. And once it actually pays off numbers-wise, you're like, whoa, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. Exactly, it was very validating. Yeah, and not only that, you have worked with various other artists, such as Dex and Gray Fox and yeah, Crook, Triple Four. Uh, when it comes to your features, what do you think is the best part of collabing with other artists? I think the main part, first of all, I just love so many of the people like in this community. So I want to work with as many of them that I like think I could work with as possible. And also like, I just, especially for like, I'm getting like back into it, but for like a while, for like the entire like middle part of this year, I could only write hooks pretty much. So I would just like make a song with a hook and then need to fill like a verse or two and just be like, okay, well, who is someone I haven't worked with yet? And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Like, obviously I work with Dex a lot. I send him, me and Dex are real close. I send him like every song that I'm working on for like a vibe check. Um, mm-hmm. And then like Third Hour Crush, I do a few with. Um, so there's like some, and Gray Fox, obviously, I do a bunch with. But I try to get as many people in there as possible because I've got a few, you know, coming up that I'm working on with artists that I haven't worked with yet that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. And not only just that, but you've pretty recently, two weeks ago, you released. Uh, Kiss Me on the Forehead Part 2 with Dax and Gray Fox. Yeah. What was the difference between the second one and the first one when it, come, when it came to the recording process? Um, I guess with the second one, I kind of, we had like kind of joked about, I guess, making it like, where is Kiss Me on the Forehead 2 as if it was something that like we wanted to do. And I don't know, so I guess I like had it in the back of my mind and I eventually found a beat that I'm like, this kind of reminds me of that. And so I tried to find a you know a similar flow that I could work that into. And then when I made the hook, I'm like, okay, this is obviously what that's going to be. And I sent it out to them. And they were going to decide who was going to go first or second. They were going to switch it up, but they went with the same the same order. So it was like a very it went you know similarly to the first one, but like we had it in mind already because we're like it'd be funny if we made another one. When it comes to listening to music. What would you say your favorite genre of music to listen to would be? I mean, honestly, I guess I listen to like this, like you know, this little SoundCloud scene the most. Like, I have a playlist that I run on on my SoundCloud account that's got like 450 songs of just like this shit that like we all make with a bunch of smaller artists. But other than that, um, like the Front Bottoms are like my favorite artists. So I listen to like them a bunch. I guess I just like have like artists I listen to. Like, I don't, and then like. I'll like look for new SoundCloud artists, but like I don't really listen to. I don't really go out looking for new, you know, like mainstream artists or like bands or like listen to a lot of new albums or anything. Mm-hmm. You just described what I do. Like I do the exact same thing. Good I shit. don't. I'm not. 
a huge band guy or anything like that. And I really like it's not that I don't appreciate mainstream, but then again, I feel like they they've gotten the streams, they've gotten the attention that they deserve in a way. But also, it's good to find other artists that are almost just as talented or even more that don't get enough attention and deserve more. So I am definitely in the same boat when it comes to almost wanting to find other artists. Yeah, like I'll have like my few like mainstream artists, like if Uzi drops, like I'll listen to his new project or like if Kanye ever drops ever again, I'll listen to it just because like, you know, you got to hear it. But I'm more interested in like finding shit on SoundCloud and like people that I could work with and shit. And back to what you just mentioned, Kanye, who would you (laughs) say the best rapper of all time would be? Oh, geez. I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, he's got, like, the whole catalog, especially, like, his early shit. But I really couldn't say. I'm, like, I'm into rap. I'm not into, like, because I would never say anybody, like, old school. I'd be, Mm -hmm. like, either, like, Kanye as far as, like, old school, and that's as old as I'll go. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I don't know, right now, Uzi, just because I like Uzi. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if you consider peep rap, like, that's an iconic like path to take like that was like a one-of-a-kind journey and yeah. so he's awful but i don't really i wouldn't even call that rap so i couldn't really call him the best rapper of all time mm-hmm. definitely and i'm similar in the case where i would never ever say like tupac or anything like that or yeah. biggie like i, I don't i yeah, never really big, i do they're all mid every like bit every beat from like the 90s and like early 2000s are all trash yeah, like I the agree. mix is boring like they're just like, obviously, they're talented, and they're, like, you know, had, like, good flows and lyrics and shit, and we're talking about, like, either actually killing people or, like, relevant mm-hmm. social issues, and, like, that's all well and good, but, like, it doesn't sound, it's just not that good to listen to, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're almost just uh, freestyling instead of putting legitimate production into it. Yeah, it's just, like, a whole, it's, like, a whole different genre of music at this point. Definitely. And now... And then we flip forward to nowadays and there's people that are like 13, 14, 15 that are doing production on their own. Also, exactly. Like watching Glaive is insane. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a great it's a great thing to have young artists in the scene. Definitely. And it's also great to see them blow up. Also, like the kid Leroy, who's probably I don't I'm not sure how old he is. I guess probably around 18. Uh, Juice World blew up when he was pretty young. Like, it's great to see young talent. Definitely. Yeah, it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid Leroy is actually my age. He's seventeen. That's ridiculous. Damn, he's huge. Yeah, and when it comes to your opinion, what do you think your favorite and best song you've released so far would be? Oh man. That's a tough one. I don't really listen to a lot of my stuff after I put it out. Like I listen to it for the, like the newest song for like the first week afterward. But I listen to like all the unreleased shit I have the most. Yeah. So like my favorite, honestly, my favorite would probably be Less Than Friends from the Cavities EP. I think that would be my favorite. My best one would probably be Let's Start With I'm Sorry, just because I knew that one was really good when I made it. Oh, and honorable mention to Irresponsible. Which I think is that's one of like my most fun song to like listen to, like for myself, like to go back to. I'd say my favorite song from you is probably "All That's Left to Do Is Cry." Yeah, I like that one. That was like the, those three songs are like all you know, like important to me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, and that's a good one. That's like the only one on there with any drums, so it's that's a special one. Mm-hmm. And the also thing I respect from you also is your taste in producers. Because just looking at your production through your page, you got people like Noah 2K, you got Northeast Lights, you have Cold Blood, you Yo. have people like Maginera, like those yeah, guys yeah. are all all crazy. And yeah, I think Maginera's in paper plates with you also, right? Yeah, he's a homie, and um, I've been using a lot of Nato's beats recently. He's probably mm-hmm. like my favorite producer right now. He's like my go-to if I can't find anything good. I'll just go like way down his page and find something old of his, and I'll probably like it. Mm-hmm. And Cold Blood, Cold Blood, we go way back. He was like one of the. Yeah, he's probably like the first producer I ever bought a beat from him and Young Scott. When it comes to your name, Medium Sean, obviously I know your name is Sean, but yeah, what is the medium come from? Sounds like an old story. Um, we were, um, obviously no 2k, um, his old, like we were like just friends. We were used to be neighbors and he had just like, um, you know, a Finsta, a side Instagram account and his nickname was Lil Hootie Vert cause his last name is Hoot, H-O-O-T. So it was like Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Hootie Vert. And I needed to make an account and I'm like, and they call me Big Sean cause I'm tall and my name is Sean, but obviously Big Sean is taken. So we're just like, what about medium Sean? And then when I just started making music, we used to make like meme rap. So I'm like, I have a meme name. We'll just stick with that. And I just never changed it because I feel like it works. I would only ever um, change it if Big Sean retired and I could take Big Sean back to its rightful owner. Because he's not big. He's like five foot nine. That's like the huge thing. It's like, why is he Big Sean? He's big in zero way, except for like his, yeah. you know, he's famous, mm-hmm. but like Big Sean, no way. No. Uh, when it comes to just in general, what advice would you have for an artist that's wanting to start within the scene? Because it's not an easy thing to do, especially nowadays. No, yeah. Um, I guess just like find, you know, a group of people that are like also just starting out and like kind of small and just like, you know, work with them and like send each other shit. Either, you know, you don't have to make every song together, but like, you know, get opinions, like learn tips and shit from them. And then, like, hopefully, like, you know, grow together as a group and then start working with other people that you meet, you know, within scene. Um, and definitely try to keep it original because obviously a lot of people, like, the whole meme with SoundCloud is that everyone sounds the same. And there's a lot of people just trying to, you know, copy, like, what small amounts of, you know, clout, like, the five big people in the scene are, like, Skelly or CJ or whatever. So just, like, try and, like, find your own your own sound. Definitely. And definitely play around with different shit. Like, I make, like, obviously, like, the main genre is kind of, like, I guess, like, alternative pop punk or something like that but like i try and like work with like all different kinds of music Mm -hmm. and when it comes to your ultimate goal in music what would you say that would be that's a tough one i don't even know i guess i would like to enjoy doing it i just want to be able to do it for as long as possible and hopefully people enjoy it along the way and that can you know help them in whatever way or just like you know who doesn't love listening Mm -hmm. to music i would you know on a more realistic standpoint i would like to live off it eventually one day be able to make just even a modest amount of just music and not have to work a desk job mm-hmm. anymore but like exactly. as far as actual musicals i just want to be able to make it because it's just a you know it's a good thing to do definitely and i'm guessing you have a full-time or at least a part-time job yes sir and you don't just sit down and just make music all day I wish. um <laughs> what do you think you'd be doing in your free time if you weren't making music um i don't know i used to do like a bunch of other you know like shit that like a lot of people have done which is like similar you know for making music like i would used to stream uh like nhl video games on twitch so i might still be doing that i used to be like 
you know, like graphic design and stuff. Like, I still make all my own cover art, so, like, I still do that a little bit. Or, like, make, you know, like, videos. I used to do, like, you know, all that kind of shit that I still have to do with music, but I would probably just take one of those things more seriously. Definitely. And it's almost scary to think about what you'd be doing if you weren't making music, because you spend so much time... Some artists do this, but some artists invest a lot of money into it also. For sure. Uh, whether it's just the small things, either buying a mic, which I'm sure you definitely have done, buying a yeah. beat, that's technically investing in music. So if you weren't doing that, it, it's almost scary to think about what you would be doing with your life other than just working and just... Yeah, exactly. Like You're right. Like The amount like I've invested, just like time, you know, mm-hmm. like brain power... And when it comes to your writing process, are you somebody that kind of goes through freestyle it and then find? I mean, a flow it kind of it usually it depends. Like sometimes, like if I like, I'll a lot of times like I'll hear something and just like write that down like for later, like in my notes, and like I'll try and include that in something. But like as far as like starting a song, like I'll have to find a beat I like, and then I kind of just like sing like. A couple lines in my head until i figure out one i like and then just build from there because i have like one you know i have like one flow that i can start with and like start writing lyrics and figure out what i want to write about based on just like one line that just like comes up in my head and then figure out the rest Mm -hmm. and obviously you've worked with many other artists too as we've discussed earlier if you were to have one dream feature with anyone who would it be I want to work with the Front Bottoms. I know it's like a band. I want to either get a Brian Sella vocal feature or like a full band, like Front Bottoms collab. That would be the obvious dream. Like it's like that's bending genre and like getting out of like the whole SoundCloud area. So it would take a while, but that's like the ultimate goal, I guess. It's also great to almost find other artists that are able to you're able to work with because I I see just by looking at your page and hearing things about you you love working with other people. You love meeting other people also. And oh, for sure. you definitely seem to enjoy almost finding new friends and making friends throughout music, which is very, very cool because a lot of people either choose to just not, or they just prefer working on their own. But the yeah. fact that you try to get it out there and. Yeah, exactly. I want to like include as many like, Cause like if I fuck with their music, I want to include them in my music and like in my in my journey. Like I've got I'm working on Cavities Part Two, and it's got it's gonna have all the same features plus like three more of like people that I've started working with recently. You've obviously released EPs in the past. Do you feel like you would ever take a step further anytime soon to release a full length album? I think I would wait until I knew it was like definitely wanted by like more than just a few people um i'm gonna like i'm gonna do like a pretty good official release for cavities too i'm gonna try and do like my first merch run and have it like real nice like embroidered shit and try and do like a a very limited copy like physical press of like both the eps together in like one cd um and kind of make that like both together kind of like the quote-unquote first album but like as far as like a real thing i i kind of would just wait it out i guess and just keep doing like EPs and singles until I obviously should. <laughs> and in terms of numbers, obviously you're racking up pretty good numbers right now, especially on your EP. Are you somebody that kind of looks at numbers a lot and is very motivated off numbers? 
Oh, I'm definitely checking. Like, I guess, like, it, I guess, it, like, it keeps me like in check, and it's good. Like, uh, I guess it's a good gauge for me for like what I've, you know, like different sounds that I've tried, like what works and what doesn't. Like, if a few songs that I've like tried like a different sound with, all of them don't do as well, I'll be like, okay, well, I don't want to do that as much because clearly people don't like it as much. So I do pay attention, but more from like a a standpoint of like what I should be doing more rather than like being worried about how well it's doing. Mm-hmm, definitely. And in terms of the message that you put across through your music, how would you feel that your music impacts others? That's a good question because I don't really consider it because I'm just like, for me, it's just like a diary kind of like I'm just like speaking my thoughts. So if people relate to it in a way that's positive, hopefully, that's fantastic. And like, that's great. And that's like what I would love to happen, you know, for a lot of people. But like, I guess it's not really, that's not really something I focus on as much. I guess, you know, if it's good and people relate to it, then they just will. When it comes to inspirations, who would you say inspired you the most to make music or just in general? Um, Yeah, I mentioned them before. Obviously, the front bottoms are just like some of the music I listen to the most. And I guess like, lyrically i guess that's where a lot of inspiration would come from because like they try and like keep it like weird and try and like use a lot of i guess strange try and you know get their message across in strange ways so i guess like that's where i would like to draw lyrical influence from but obviously like the work ethic and shit of like peep dropping like 300 songs in like a two and a half year run is insane So like that's like a motivation where i'm like if he can do that like i can do like i'm like pissed like i'm probably gonna drop like 50 to 70 songs this year including features and i'm like that's not enough like i could have done more um so like those are like the two main ones other than that like just like everybody that like i meet along the way like you know like all my friends and like the scene i'm like they you know influence me because i'm like what are they doing you know like what are they trying what's everyone up to you know like what's you know who do i want to work with what would sound good with this person i guess kind of i'm motivated by like everything i listen to Definitely. And I also feel like the scene moves by so fast that if I were to like just not look at my SoundCloud for like two days and then I I'd just look at it a few days later, I'd feel like I'd missed so much. Like, I feel like I'm almost stressing over <laughs> not looking at my SoundCloud for like a few hours. Like I feel like it's it's almost like addicting too. It's like bad. But I feel like I constantly have to know what's going on. Yeah, because if you have like, even if you have like five SoundCloud artists, you like they probably release each of them at least once once a month, and probably at different points. And it's just like so much new music, and the more artists you like, and the more they release, you're just gonna have to keep. There's just so much to keep up with. And in terms of organization, how do you feel like you're an organized artist in general? Fuck no, absolutely not. I'm probably the least organized possible. Like my desktop on my Mac is disgusting. It's just like random folders and files. And then I don't know, just like there's just a backlog of songs dating back to like probably like February is like the oldest like unreleased song I have right now. And like that's I plan to release that soon, but I've been planning to release it forever. And it's just like no, I'm unorganized. My Spotify, there's like I'm like seven songs behind. I just keep forgetting <laughs> to upload them all to Spotify after I upload them to SoundCloud. So it's just like, no, I am absolutely unorganized. The only thing I'm organized with is like, if someone sends me a feature that like, I'm like very like, you know, friends with like, if Dex sends me a feature, I'm going to get that back in like two days. But like, other than that, absolutely unorganized. And in terms of your schedule, do you feel that you're 
more organized in that than just regular. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause I like to, I like it's, I, you know, make it easy for myself. Cause I like to say, like I work on music at least once a day, but that can be as simple as, you know, like mixing a song for a little bit or writing part of a song or recording something. I try to do something every day, making cover art, whatever it might be. Um, so I try and, and then like release schedule. I'm very usually consistent with right now. I'm going to do every other Wednesday and I'm, it's going to be easy to stick to because I have enough songs like already made. And then at the pace that I currently make songs, I won't run out. And then two EPs before the end of the year, probably. So like, as far as working on music itself, I'm organizing that way because I just do it every day for at least to some extent. In terms, like you said, you feel like you're able to almost get, features to other people pretty fast and you're pretty organized in terms of that too which is very important you're able to almost work around your obvious work schedule to to fit your uh music into it which Mm -hmm. is very very admirable too because not a lot of people can do that if they have a job because schedules change like and there's really nothing you can do about it because you need you need work basically you can't not work basically yeah Yeah, i've had i've been working at nine to five for like the last like three three or four years straight so like Mm -hmm. you know i just fit it in nice after work whenever i have time i used to record like when i still lived at my parents house i wouldn't record till like like they went to bed and i would go in the basement so it'd be like i'd be recording at like 11 p.m midnight 1 a.m 2 a.m and now Mm -hmm. i can just kind of record whenever but like so that's nicer but Always at it. Definitely. And for the final question, what accomplishment out of everything you've done so far are you the most proud of? Um, I guess, like, all the songs that have, like, done well, like, numerically, I guess I'm most proud of because just, like, it's very validating. Like, I'm not doing this for nothing. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, people, you know, it doesn't work out for everybody. So it's nice to be like, I can look back, even if I were to stop now and be like, I had a few songs that did, you know, well, and that people were able to connect to and, you know, like message me about or like wrote comments about like how, you know, either helped them or they liked it a lot or whatever. Um, So I guess that's what I'm most proud of. Specifically, the first song I had that did well, that that got like 20K, I posted on my Instagram. It's like, it was still like a lot of people from my high school following it. And this kid... um, like I posted this like new song out now. I just like immediately commented thumbs down and then it got playlisted on like the front page of SoundCloud on love hurts and got like 20 K and I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Like that shit was actually good. Like I thought, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm most proud of so far. Definitely. It's almost great to prove people wrong. Always, yeah. especially when it comes to a success standpoint where there are always either looking down on you and they're like, or they're like, no, nah, you can't do this, or you can't do that. And you do it, and then they're like, oh, well, shit, I really can't say anything else now. Exactly. Definitely. Well, it's been great talking to you. If you want oh, to yeah. check out Medium Sean, his link will be down below. He's got a lot of great upcoming stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and I appreciate you coming on the show today.